Tiger's got 152 yards. Should be just a nice, comfortable nine iron for him. They're going to go nuts when he hits this thing. predictions and conversation on all the storylines across the PGA Tour, this is On the Green, WFUV's exclusive golf podcast. We are back on the green, WFUV's golf podcast. My name is Chris Hennessy. We got Andrew Galata and Will Talent with us this week. Gentlemen, how are we doing? Doing great. Uh, another great tournament at, at Valspar for sure. He got a playoff, and Sam Burns now into the top 10 for the first time of his career. Yeah, I'm doing fantastic, guys. Like you said, Andrew, it was another great tournament. Lots of fun golf that we've seen the last few weeks. So ready to talk about some more great golf that we should anticipate. Yeah, the, the Florida swing really was awesome. I mean, you had, uh, starting with the Honda Classic we talked about, and then uh, Scheffler over Hovland at the Arnold Palmer, the craziness at TPC Sawgrass. It ends with a, a shootout at Innisbrook for the Valspar Championship. As you mentioned, Andrew Sam Burns wins for the second time at the Valspar back-to-back championships for him. He wins in a playoff, and this was an interesting one because it the scores were so low. Right, He wins at yeah. 17 under par, but you look at the, the leaderboard, and yeah, Justin Thomas is there. He misses the playoff by a shot. Matt Fitzpatrick is there, but it's really not the who's who of the PGA Tour. This was... You know, not that Sam Burns isn't good. Obviously, he's very good, but um, a newcomer for sure. Yeah, and Davis Riley definitely a yeah, newcomer at 100, 121 in the World Golf Rankings or in the Tour Top Ten. Excuse me. So I I was pleasantly surprised with how, with how well some of these younger, lesser known guys played. And yeah, Riley had the lead going on the back nine of Sunday. So for him, obviously, that's great experience as someone who's so so young. And Sam Burns wins back to back at the Valspar Championship, so that kind of puts him on the map, gives him notoriety. So that's definitely something for him. He moves into number 10, uh, and then I believe DJ out of the top 10 for the first time in seven years, I read, on ESPN, which I just found, like, that's crazy. I thought it was someone, longer than that. I mean, seven <laughs> years to be not even in the top 10. I mean, you know, we see some great golfers kind of shoot up, and then they kind of lay off, maybe stay in, like, the top 20, but top 10 is just it's crazy. But, yeah, seven years, he's now out for the first time. Yeah, and it's been less than a year and a half since Burns' first PGA victory. So the fact that he's going back-to-back, and as you said, Andrew, he's a newcomer. This is uh, this is very big for, for Burns, and he had some very good iron play, very strong iron play, and he had the, the perfect, maybe exquisite touch on the greens that really sealed the deal for him in the end. 30-foot putt to win? 35. 35-foot putt. <laughs> I mean, insane. I mean, it was an amazing putt. Yeah, that was not, not too shabby, for sure. And uh, so a great week for Sam Burns as they lead. And then he actually, unfortunately, has to drop out of yeah. uh, this week's event just because he said he needed to rest up. It, it's a it's a pretty grinding schedule here pre, pre-Masters. You know, these four courts, you know, Innisbrook played very easy because we saw all the rain that came in uh, at the players. We watched it fall to the ground, and then um, that softened 
softened Innisbrook up pretty pretty well. Um, but those four courses are really tough, and for for Burns to get that win obviously is huge. So um, props to him, and it's uh, it's done in Florida for a little bit now. Uh, they head out to Texas this week for the WGC Dell Technologies match play, which we'll get to in just a minute. But I do want to do kind of a, a Florida swing wrap-up. Uh, as I mentioned, those four events are now over. Um, and, and let's do like a winners and losers kind of for the for the um, the Florida swing. For me, the big winner is Scotty Scheffler. He won at the Arnold Palmer. He best... Uh, bested uh, Victor Hovland there, as I mentioned. He wins $2.16 million, and immediately after that, signs with TaylorMade. Um, and is top 10 in the world, or top 10 in, in this season's rankings, and having a fantastic season after really making a name for himself at the Ryder Cup. For So even though he won prior to the Florida swing um, earlier this season at Phoenix, I think Scotty Scheffler is a huge winner of the Florida swing because he has really solidified himself in the upper echelon of players on the PGA Tour. You actually stole that from me. That's what I was – because like, he seems like a guy that really is that up-and-comer. So many Americans are. I mean, you kind of saw it in the Ryder Cup uh, you know, earlier or earlier this year. So that's something that you just talk about uh, in young American golf, whether that's Scotty Scheffler, who's kind of the guy I was going to highlight, as you said, Chris. But I feel like you know there are definitely a lot of up-and-comers. We saw it over the last few weekends. So that's something that I is like my winner, I would say. Loser, I mean, it just feels like whether it's Spieth or Kepka or even you know, Colin Morikawa who couldn't get it done at any of all, like no huge big-name winners, which is something that everyone got kind of close, top five finishes, but no one kind of crossed the finish line, whether it be JT, Morikawa, and then like Spieth and Kepka. I mean, roller coaster rides, maybe their worst golf in a while. So that's kind of, to me, the big losers. I'd have to go with, with you, Chris, with uh, Scheffler. He was the last player to win on PGA Tour with a final round hitting five or fewer fairways and nine or fewer greens in regulation. And that that hasn't happened since Tiger Woods in the 2013 Farmers Insurance Open. So big week for Scotty. But I, I do have a loser, and I'm going to say it's Matt Jones in the Honda Classic. He was the defending champion, and he finished seven over, and he made nine bogeys in his first 22 holes. And that's not something that you need to be doing as the defending champion. But, you know, great week for Scotty. Bad, bad month, I guess you could say, from Matt. Yeah, my loser would be Justin Thomas as well, although he made a pile of money this yeah. these, this month. Sure you know, I, uh, I would certainly like to have this month, but he, it's tough because he plays, so, this is a kind of the Justin Thomas like experience where he plays lights out and then loses by like three shots every single time. He has three top fives this year already, yeah. um, five top tens. And made two point two million dollars just in twenty twenty two or twenty twenty one twenty twenty two, and yeah, he's a fantastic golfer. I'm not taking that away from him, but he, I don't know, it's just can't finish the can't deal. finish the deal, man. Like he makes the turn at Valspar with a chance to at least get into the playoff, and bogeys eleven, birdies thirteen and fourteen, which were playing tough, but man, to bogey eight and eleven. Uh, on Sunday, really killed him. And 11's a pretty easy hole. Yeah, to, it was playing relatively easy. Par five. I mean, this guy should eat up par fives. He's yeah. five foot eleven and hits a three hundred and eleven yards. Like this guy should be eating up <laughs> par fives, um, but he isn't. So uh, tough, tough week for JT just not to get a win. He already has fourteen in his career, so it's not like he's, uh, you know, like not like he's failing in that category in terms of his age at twenty eight. But you would like to see one early in the season, especially as he tries to get another major because. He's a guy where it's, you know, yeah, you got the one, 
but I feel like we need to get the ball rolling downhill here to catch up to some of the other guys. And he's a better golfer than just have one major. I mean, he's a guy that it seems he's always in. I mean, as you said, look at the stats. He's always in it, and he just can't finish a deal. And it's been it feels like a few weeks in a row where he's been there, and you feel like, okay, this is going to be JT's time. We're going to have a great 18 holes on a Sunday, great nine holes to finish off around, and then just can't, whether it be this week, last week at the players, I thought was another kind of area obviously the weather well, he got stuff. screwed yeah he that. got yeah. screwed by the weather but it, it's just it, nothing really fell his way I think something will fall his way I think he's too good to not and I just love watching him golf so he's always a guy that I'm going to turn on to see so I don't know I, I feel like as much as he's a loser I feel like he's and as you said he made a ton of money <laughs> so I, I feel like he's going to come out of it and probably win something soon yeah Andrew I think uh, I got to definitely agree with you guys here he's definitely a better golfer than he's shown <laughs> in these last uh, few majors here. But I got another loser for you guys, specifically at the Valspar, and that's Dustin Johnson. He shot a 67 on Thursday. First day, you know, you're coming out strong, and he played the remaining 54 holes, just one under. And he just ate the real the real downfall here for Johnson. It was the putter. His green games, he just could not, at, kind of similar to JT, just couldn't close the deal. And you're on the green, you're closing the deal there. So, Dustin Johnson. Yeah, it was a tough... <clears throat> excuse me, tough week for Dustin Johnson, and now he gets a tough draw yeah. in the in the Dell Technologies, which we'll talk about in just a little bit. The If you want to play winners and losers, the losers of of this entire golf season are Greg Norman and Phil Mickelson. We know that. Yeah. We've, we've talked well, about that at length. Yeah. Uh, Phil, both of them were back in the news. Uh, we talked about Greg Norman a little bit last week with the Live Golf schedule. Nothing really else coming out of that, but we've talked a little bit about Phil Mickelson, but it's tough to talk about because the PGA Tour has not really said anything about his punishment. Uh, Phil has just kind of stepped away for a little bit. He hasn't played an event since uh, his now infamous comments about, although the Saudi regime is awful, terrible people, I want to use it to get leverage for the PGA Tour because that's what really matters. Um, I'm paraphrasing, but that was the gist of it. And now, you know, for me, here's how I read it. I read it as he's stepping away, which just means the PGA Tour is telling him to step away. And the first opportunity he gets to play, he's going to do it. Which the first opportunity he gets to play is the Masters. Because the Masters is not run by the PGA Tour. Of course, it's run by Augusta. So, my assumption, because he has the lifetime exemption after winning. Uh, he's won three times, but once you win once, you have the lifetime exemption into the tournament. That he was going to show up and he was going to play. And everybody was going to ask him the questions. He was going to answer the questions. And then we would move on from this. And he'd probably come back... Uh, in Hilton Head the next week, and everything would be under the bri- under the water there, under the bridge, water under the bridge. He has now dropped out of the Masters, which I think, <laughs> I don't know what to think about it, honestly. Does this mean he's going to be the first guy? It's That's what, it, I'm taking this as he's going to be the first guy to go. Or he's just trying to play PR sin, just try to say nothing for a little bit, pull a tight, what Tiger did a long time ago when, you know, all those years back, I mean, when he didn't speak for, like, months. Is he trying to do that? I don't really don't know, but if he leaves after all of this, I mean, that would be something. I don't know, and maybe he feels like he doesn't have anything left to lose. All sponsorships are, you know, a good amount of his sponsorships are gone, KPMG, obviously the big one. So I don't know if he feels maybe something like, oh, I got nothing else to lose, let me just take a lot of money and, you know, be kind of the, the player of, you know, for Greg Norman and the live golf, but... I don't know. It just seems like a very weird strategy. I agree with you, Chris. I thought he was going to, you know, play, but, you know, I guess it is. Maybe he's trying to play a little PR. Maybe he's trying to uh, be, that, be that first player. I'd be so surprised, though. It just, after the backlash he got, he would still go go through with it. I mean, it would be crazy to me. And it's the first time he's missing 
the Masters in 28 years. That's that's huge to me because when I when I when I think of golf, Phil Mickelson definitely comes into that conversation. Yep. He's a very fun to watch. Um, you know, a tremendous golfer. But yes, uh, Andrew, I, I agree with you there. PR, it's a def- definitely a PR situation. You just got to you got to be careful what what you say to who you say it to. So it's unfortunate. It's an unfortunate event, not only for Phil but for the sport of golf. And I, I do think it, it'll be tough for him to come back. But I guess we'll just we'll have to wait and see. Yeah, it's very very interesting. And what we talked about last week with the live golf schedule is we don't really know too much about anything involving players. Um, the first event is scheduled for June, and it's now late March. So you would have to think that this this announcement is coming soon. Um, Greg Norman did a, a number of interviews on podcasts and, and other places this week, and my main takeaway was he doesn't seem to care that the money is coming from people with low morales and, and committing human rights violations and the whole nine yards. doesn't seem to bother him. And that he's very confident that people will come over. Hmm. He sees it as a complimentary tour where players could do both. That's his idea of this. Does he think that the PGA Tour is bluffing then? To not susp- they're not going to suspend the players that leave? He didn't say the word bluffing, but he basically said that, P- that golfers are independent private contractors, I believe was the term he used, and they can do whatever they want in the PGA. He basically said the PGA Tour doesn't have the right to do it, say what they are which I would think they do have yeah. that right. <laughs> but I don't know. Like I <laughs> I don't know. Like I I can't understand how this how they're going to field a a, a field of 48 teams in 2 months. I, I have 48 players in 2 months. I can't understand it. It's a tall task. Yeah. It's it, a it very really very has. tall task, especially when you look at the optics. I don't know, it would be I mean I, it's something that you just think about, like, what would the if, would Greg Norman live golf? Would they try to push PGA Tour into that hole? Be like, let's say they brought a big name, would they then push PGA's hands to see if they would suspend a big name, you know, for a big tournament? I mean, like I don't Phil, know. yeah, like Phil. I mean, would they? But do if it? Phil only can play in the majors, he's not going to care. Phil doesn't care about the Rocket Mortgage. Yeah, that's true. It's got to be Justin Thomas. Justin Thomas. But those guys aren't going to leave because they make so much money from the yeah, title. Like he's of the doing world. fine, <laughs> right? It. it to me, it's not going to be about the PGA Tour suspending people. That's going to deter a lot of people, yes. But if, let's just say, TaylorMade. TaylorMade has a ton of players under sponsorship. If TaylorMade says to their athletes, if you go over there, you are dropped by TaylorMade like that. Yeah, that's... Rory, Tiger, Rom, Morikawa, Scheffler, all out. Fleetwood, gone. Harry Higgs, gone. Yeah. It's a lot of players. Yeah. A lot of big names too. But those are huge names. Harry Higgs not a huge name. I don't know why that just came to my mind. But if you're Taylor made, what you know, titleist may do the same thing. It may right. just like exactly. You know. So so to me, like that that's where the real like if if those equipment manufacturers, if those sponsors, like we saw with KPMG, really step up like that, then I think that nobody goes. But if the PGA tour just says, Oh, like we'll suspend you, some players are gonna look at them like, I don't even play on your tour anyways, I can't get my card to save my life. Who cares? I'm making money and I'm I'm out of here. Yeah. Now, Roy McIlroy isn't going to say that, obviously, because he makes a ton of money from the PGA Tour. But, you know, Honor Barn Lahiri doesn't make a ton of money yeah. from the PGA Tour. But if he, like, would that really draw a big following? If he no. Yeah. So but like, you, but you see, but if you're, you know, in the 50s or 60s in the world golf ranking, and oh. you see Honor Barn Lahiri make 10 times what you've ever made in the history of your career, yeah. you're like, wait a second. Hold on. Yeah. I got to start thinking about this. 
But then if your equipment manufacturer says I'm dropping you, then you got to weigh that. It's, I don't know. The only reason this is even a conversation is the money. Yeah. Which is $25 million for a 48-person field. The highest <laughs> the highest um, total in PJ Tour history is the 20-person, the $20 million purse from last week at yeah. the players and for a 144-person <laughs> field. Yeah. Paying out 70-something. It's, it's a lot of money. I mean, I don't know. It just feels like. Uh, it, it feels like how much it's going to be a lot of accounting, I bet, for for these players to see you know what they want to weigh. Obviously, you're trying to also weigh your own moral beliefs, benefits, and like how much can money sway you. I mean, I'm assuming at a certain point when you have, if you're Justin Thomas and you make a ton of money already, like how much is it to kind of sacrifice your beliefs? I don't know. I'm not sure. I mean, I'm obviously not in that position, but it just seems like I mean, I wouldn't do it if I was a guy like Justin Thomas and. I don't know. I guess we'll kind of have to see what happens. But the Phil to sell his legacy on this just seems so odd to me. Like, if he would sell it for, for the Saudi League, and he must really hate the PGA Tour. Well, I mean, it, it, I don't want to say he doesn't care, but, I mean, he's been in it long enough now. He's made a name for himself. It is kind of disappointing if this is the way he's going to want to go out or how he's going to go out. But, like I said, he's been in it for so long it, – it's just a tough situation. I mean, money is the root of all evil, guys. I mean, I bet you guys understand that. Mm-hmm. I know you guys understand that. So it's tough. It's it's dividing. I guess you could say it's dividing the sport and everything that comes along with the sport, like these sponsorships, you know, and all these big time uh, corporations. It, it's sad to see, but you know, it, it it's happening, and you just got to kind of deal with it. Yeah, definitely. And the other, you know, cliche that's been used around this is time heals all wounds. And it's Phil Mickelson, after all. So if he comes back at the PGA Championship to defend his crown, people are going to cheer oh, for yeah. him because he's Phil Mickelson. Everybody loves Phil. So, I don't know. Very, very interesting to see what's going to happen. Um, I don't know where Phil is going to go. I don't know if we're ever going to see Phil play again. Is that possible? It's going to be very, very interesting to see how this all plays out as we kind of count down to that first event in early June. Okay, as I mentioned earlier, um, on, I, I see like I said this every week. But this really is one of my favorite events of the year. I promise. This is really one of them. Uh, the WGC Dell Technologies Match Play at Austin Country Club in Austin, Texas. Um, so there's 64 players in the field. They're divided up into 16 four-person um, pools, groups, I guess you could call it. Yeah. And they play singles match play, uh, round robin. So each will pl- each player plays three singles matches. The winner of the round robin advances to the round of 16, and then it's March Madness from there, 16 to 8 to 4 to 2, uh, and so on so forth. So we'll just kind of go through it. We'll give our picks, sleepers, and fades as usual, uh, but we will also post our brackets on the WFUV Sports Twitter page. So we're not going to go through it all here because it will take a very long time and be very boring, uh, but if you want to see all of our picks, you can go to the WFUV Sports Twitter page. I'll have that up shortly after the podcast is dropped. So, uh, let's start with uh, the pick. Your champion of the entire thing. For me, it's at plus two thousand. Colin Morikawa. We saw this guy at Ryder Cup. Absolutely sick with match play. Uh, he got the bad side of the draw at the players. He didn't play at the Valspar, so he hasn't played in a little bit. So I think he'll be rested, ready to go. Uh, he has a relatively easy uh, group: Kokrak, Garcia, and McIntyre. And then I also don't love the group that's right below him, Answer, Simpson, Harmon, and Watson. So I think he has kind of an easy run to the eights. And then from there, I do have him I do have him winning the whole thing. So for me, I have Colin Morikawa. 
And I, I have Morikawa. I guess this would be the final four. I haven't gone that far. Okay. I got I got, I got JT in this. I, I think JT's going to break through. And, you know, maybe that's just maybe my bias, but I think he's playing great golf and he's gotten into the top fives, top tens so often. He's going to break through eventually, and that's who I'm going to go with here in this tournament. Yeah, I'm actually going to disagree with both of you on Morikawa, but we'll get into that in a little bit. I got John Rahm. I, he is clearly the favorite here at plus 1,400. He won six match plays during the 2017 WGC at Austin and he defeated Siwoo Kim 7 to 5 7 and 5 in 2019 and he won three match plays in 2021 including one against who I have him facing up against this year Shane Lowry he went up two so I I really got to stick with Rom here just based on his experience with this course it's really really appealing to me so yeah John Rom yeah, when I did this, I picked almost all Americans and Europeans, except for uh, M. I have M making it out of the groups. But I'm like, oh, I've seen that guy play match play before. Yeah, that's you like- Pick you. <laughs> like, it's like, wow, what a strategy. Um, for my fades, um, actually, Justin Thomas. Okay. I don't have him coming out of his group because uh, Kevin Kisner is a match play yeah, assassin. That's true. Uh, and he's at plus three thirty three to win his group Kiz is. Uh so I have Kisner winning that group in the bottom right and yeah I mean yeah as ju- great as Justin Thomas has played I just think that Kisner's a better match play player so I'm going with Kevin Kisner in that group for me it's Spieth I, I think he's not getting out of, of of his group it's him Adam Scott Justin Rose and Keegan Bradley all really great players Spieth not playing good golf right now he's a guy that's just you know I, I feel like it's kind of maybe a popular fade of late and He's a guy that it's just a really tough group, and I don't see him making out of it. Spieth and Bradley first match off just after 10 a.m. Eastern yeah. tomorrow. Going to be a great one. I'm going to go with Morikawa here. I'm going to okay. completely wow. go against the grain, and it's because he holds that weight as the number two golfer in the world, and he his struggles there right now they're coming on the green. He ranks 180th on tour in terms of around the green ranks. And to me, that's just that's not enticing. That is where you win your matches. You win them because that where does the ball go? It has to it has to go to the green before it goes in the cup. And if you're struggling at, in that specific area in your game, I'm sorry, I can't. I gotta stay away from you. I got I gotta stay away from you until you show improvement. So maybe this is the the chance for Marikawa to step up and show that he is better than what he's shown so far. But I got I gotta go with Colin Morikawa as my fade for this one. Uh, yes, I, I I understand what you're saying. He's not a very good putter, but he's the best iron player on the planet, and it is match play, so putts can be given. So if he sticks it to three feet, he doesn't have to hit three footers That's all true. week this week. So I think that will play in his favor um, because he is, yeah, I mean, in my estimation, I think in most people's estimation with Tiger on the sidelines, he's the best iron player on the planet right now, uh, and Tiger's really good too. In case you had missed that, uh, you sure about that, Chris? I, you know what? Sources are confirming uh, um, that that Tiger Woods very good with the irons. So yeah, it it should be a really great great week. It starts tomorrow, which I always love, um, and then it goes right up against basketball March Madness yeah. for the whole week. Ooh. So you got the double screens, and then a jam packed uh, week. Yep, jam packed week, and then you got. Um, some a lot of brackets regular season hockey if you're terribly interested in that which of course I am so that's great um yeah so I'm gonna be I'm gonna be locked in tomorrow starting tomorrow at about 10 a.m eastern time should be should be a great week so that's gonna do it for us today a little bit of a shorter episode uh 
but we are glad to have you along, Will, on the on-air side. I know you helped us out a little bit with the off-air stuff in the past, so thank you very much for joining us. What is next week? Next week is the Valero? Yes? That sounds right. Yes, Valero, because right. last is, week of March. Yeah. Yeah. Valero, Texas. Yes, yep. so the Valero Open in Texas, and then the big one, the Masters, oh, just yeah. two weeks away from Thursday. It should be a great run up to, to Augusta, and we will have you covered, of course, on the green for WFUV Sports. For Andrew Glotta and Will Talent, I'm Chris Hennessy. We will talk to you next week.